Peace, everyone. <laughs> good day, good day. So when I was asked by Reverend Myra to prepare a speech for today, it was more like voluntold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you all are familiar with this term. <laughs> this was my first time uh, learning this term. <laughs> and um, the exchange between her and I went something like this. She called and she said, you've been nominated. <laughs> and uh, we would like you to uh, be the speaker, the guest speaker for our Martin Luther King celebration. And of course, I said, why? <laughs> me? Little old me? <laughs> why? Uh, I said, I think I could find a few folks who would be much better. And she said, no, no, I have a book for you. So at this point, I knew I was being given a gem because if you know Reverend Myra, you know she has just as many books as she has shoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's something good in here. So I took the book and I began processing. So after some time passed, uh, I began to understand why and what is needed right now during this specific time. As a little girl born into a diverse family, I quickly learned how to exist within duality. My mother gave me an African-American and Native American mixture. My father, Ethiopia and Puerto Rico. And one of my grandfathers is a Jamaican man. With all of these colors and spices, I was raised with history that narrated my journey that birthed my actual existence. This cultural representation and teaching was always poured into the spaces that held me. I was taught love, and I felt loved not only by the living people around me, but by people and places I had never experienced in my lifetime. I remember learning about Dr. King in elementary school and experiencing the rise of energy within the collective of black and brown students that were in the class with me. The multiple levels of awareness that filled our little faces as we locked eyes across the room in confirmation that this great man spoke for us. And if you were blessed to have a teacher of integrity who was also black, you were given the gift of experiencing the fullness and depth of the love that is shared and celebrated between us black and brown people all over the world. With dance and music always being at the center of my life, I have grown as a woman tremendously through creating and sharing art. The joy it brings me is a reflection of God's love. Inspiration. Inspiration is a beautiful gift, one which is given during some of the most delicate moments of our lives. To be inspired, in my opinion, is equivalent to being young, gifted, and black. So I ask, where do we go from here? Dr. King uh, once spoke of 
the love ethic. And in my journey in this gem that Reverend Myra passed to me to support my support today, <laughs> today's goodness, I did something that I always do when I get a new book. I just open it up randomly, and whatever page it falls on, I allow that to lead. It opened up on page 333, and as I read, Dr. King was explaining the love ethic. So I'm gonna read a little bit with you all today. Now, the love ethic is another dimension which goes into the realm of accepting nonviolence as a way of life. There are many people who will accept nonviolence as the most practical technique to be used in a social situation. But they would not go to the point of seeing the necessity of accepting nonviolence as a way of life. Now I accept both. I think that nonviolent resistance is the most potent weapon available to oppressed people in their struggle for freedom and human dignity. It has a way of disarming the opponent. It exposes moral defenses. It weakens his moral, his morale, and at the same time, it works on his conscience. He just doesn't know how to handle it, and I have seen this over and over again in our struggle in the South. Now the question, now on the question of love or the love ethic, I think this is so important because hate is injurious to the hater as well as the hated. Yes, and when I read that, it, it really guided my heart into the parallels and where I exist today. Um, and it left me with gratitude for Dr. Martin, for Dr. King. <laughs> uh, I, I still feel like it is such an honor to just be in this space, in this moment, to speak on my experiences. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And out of that gratitude, I then opened my artist's pen and I wrote a poem. And if you ever have heard of our poetry night, it is something that we are starting here at Spiritus Christi. You can look for it in the bulletin. Um, hopefully we'll have another one coming up again. Um, so accompany me today for this poem. I have dancer Renee Sabers, um, and she will be doing an original piece choreographed today. And I have Jennifer Jones on our drums today as well. So thank you. Stripped, but not shattered. Led astray, yet still followed. 
out from the colorful palette of life, home, mother, respected only by her pain and by her talents, compared, measured, and divided into commerce. to experience their fear and also our strength is to see the world as it truly stands while also living as the reason for its change, Felakuti, contemporary Mona Lisa. So we come, some of us covered in the bones and teeth of our offerings. Others of us, our hands together with the intention to kneel down in prayer. Some of us come decorated with our machetes and the stain of blood shed on our faces. But when me and mine come, See, we come for the land. And on behalf of God's people, sovereign. Love is at the waterhole. And that is where the sun kisses us equally. Yeah. Love is the peace I offer. It is the dream once inspired. Love bonds and loosens us all. Love. Thank you.